0: diary. Last night I dreamt I was riding a purple unicorn and we were flying above the clouds. It was so wonderful and peaceful. Then suddenly my unicorn farted fairy dust all over the place and the whole sky was filled with a sparkly glitter. Hmm. Why the heck would a unicorn fart fairy dust in a dream? What does that mean? Dreams can be so confusing! Dreams can be one of the best ways for us to receive clues and guidance in our lives. They can help us spot things that need to be addressed and healed. They can help uncover unconscious fears that we weren't aware of in everyday life. And they can help us make decisions that keep us more in line with our soul. But dreams can also be a little confusing and hard to interpret sometimes. That is until you learn some tricks that I'm going to share in this video today. You're going to learn my top ground rules for working with and interpreting dreams. And then I'm going to share the six primary types of dreams and how you can work with each one of them coming up. Hello, beautiful soul. This is Christina Lopes, the heart alchemist here to help you open your heart, heal your past and live with purpose. If you're new to my videos, click on that subscribe button and also on the bell. So you get notified as soon as I publish new content. And don't forget to follow me over on Instagram, where I share weekly tips that you won't find here on YouTube. Now onto part one of the video dream ground rules. (laughs) So I wanted to start off the video by sharing the top six ground rules that I have for you that are going to help you in working with your dreams. All right. And the first one, the first ground rule, and this is probably one of the most important ones is to not take dreams literally. Okay. (laughs) Now the little side note, ding, ding, that I'm going to add right at the beginning of this is don't take dreams literally most of the time there's the ding ding. Okay. Most of the time that's the little side note you'll see further on in the video. When I talk about certain types of dreams, you're going to see that sometimes there are dreams that are more literal than others. Okay. But for the most part, and I would say like 99% of the time don't take dreams literally. Okay. Because what dreams do in, in the vast majority of times, what dreams are doing, they are very symbolic and archetypal. Okay. So you have to think about your dreams as your brain giving you symbolic interpretation that you then have to decipher. Okay. So it's not literal. And a lot of times this is one of the biggest sticking points with people because people send me emails and they send me questions and they're trying to interpret literally what the, what the dream meant. And sometimes they have no idea. They get so stuck. They get so confused. Okay. So this first ground rule is super important. The, the symbolic interpretation of the dream, that's what you're looking for. So for example, I'll give you an example of, of this so you can see. If I dream that I'm swimming in an ocean or I'm drowning, let's say I'm drowning. I have a dream where I'm drowning in the ocean. Okay. Now this dream doesn't literally mean you're going to drown in the ocean. It means the symbolic and archetypal symbolism of a dream like this would be something like, okay, I'm in water. What does water symbolize? It symbolizes my emotions. It symbolizes my subconscious, (laughs) you see? And so, okay, I'm drowning. So I'm panicked. I'm, I'm a little bit afraid. So what does that mean? You see? So you're looking at the imagery of the dream and you are not interpreting it. Literally, you are interpreting the symbolism behind it. Okay. And the most important part in the symbol behind a dream is not the actual details of the dream and the actual detail of the imagery, but how you feel in the dream. All right. So this is the first ground rule. Try not to interpret your dreams literally because it'll get you in trouble. You'll start panicking. You know, like if you have a dream that you're drowning in the ocean, you'll wake up and you're going to be like, Oh my God, I'm going to die in an ocean. (laughs) And so that's really going to lead to a lot of suffering and a lot of stress in your life. All right. So don't interpret dreams. Literally follow the symbology and the archetypal, um, way that dreams speak to you and those symbolisms. That's where the meaning of the dream is. Ground rule number two is to write down your dreams. This one is super, super important. And, you know, what I recommend to clients often is to have a dream journal right on their nightstand. Because what happens is when you have a dream, especially when you have a significant dream and you're going to learn how to feel the difference when you have a significant dream, when you have a significant dream and and one that has a lot of symbolism, a lot of messages and a lot of meanings, what happens is as soon as we wake up, as soon as we regain our normal consciousness, the memory of the dream starts to fade very quickly. And so it's crucial that you write down as much detail as you possibly can right when you wake up and it doesn't have to be written in a journal. I actually use a different technique because what happens to me is I often have my most significant dreams in the middle of the night, not when I'm waking up in the morning. So I'll usually have the biggest, biggest dreams that I have in most symbolic dreams and most important dreams come to me around 3 a.m. to 4 a.m. in the morning, and I will frequently, I've trained myself to wake up right after I'm having a significant dream. So I'll, I'll literally wake up at four o'clock in the morning. I'm in the pitch dark in my room. It's still in the middle of the night. And so I'm not going to turn on the light and write it down in a journal because if I turn on the light, then I won't be, be able to go back to sleep. So I had a I have a little hack and I'll leave that for you too. I have my cell phone on my nightstand all the time. So when I wake up at 4 a.m., I don't turn on the Lights, I don't write anything down. I just grab my phone and I have a little recorder app and I record and I talk into the phone the details of the dream. Okay. I talk into the phone, I record a little voice note, I that's it, finished with the voice note, I put the phone down and I go back to sleep. <laughs> and then in the morning when I wake up, that's when I listen to the voice note that I left in the cell phone, and then I write it down in the journal and I and I interpret it further, okay? So this is a hack that I use for my dream interpretation because I have a lot of my dreams in the middle of the night and I'm not going to wake up and write them in the middle of the night. But if you want to do that, do that. But I recommend using this simple hack, just having a voice recording app on your cell phone and recording audio of the dream as it comes to you. And also just learning to set the intention before sleep. Here's a little pro tip pro tip. Ding, ding, The pro tip is learn how to train yourself to wake up right after a significant dream. That's really helpful because what happens is if I wake up right after a significant dream. So if I'm having a dream at three o'clock in the morning or four o'clock in the morning, but then the dream comes and goes and I'm still asleep and I only wake up at eight o'clock in the morning, those hours in between the significant dream to eight o'clock in the morning, when I wake up, I'm already going to lose a lot of my dream symbology. Learn how to train yourself to wake up right after the dream finishes. And you can do that by simply setting an intention. So when you go to bed, you say, you know, may I wake up when I need to, during my dreams, when may I wake up right after my dream so that I can write it down. You can set this intention. Your brain will remember, and you can, you can do this. I trained myself to do this. So this is a pro tip for you. Write the point, regardless of how you, whether you record it or whether you write it down, it's important to write down dreams as soon as possible, because otherwise the memory of the dream will start fading very quickly after you wake up in the morning and you'll lose it by midday probably, unless it's a significant dream, but try to get, get used to writing them down in detail right when you wake up. This, this will be so helpful in dream interpretation. Ground rule number three is to interpret your dreams through symbolism. So I talked about this a little bit already, but I want to go deeper in this ground rule. So when you're learning dream symbolism there, there's a lot of sources out there and a lot of information that can help you. There's a lot of work that's been done, especially in the field of psychology that can help you learn how to interpret the overarching themes of a dream. So I just described a little while ago, a dream of you drowning in the ocean and how it's not literal and how water symbolizes your emotions, your subconscious mind. And so that, that, information that I gave you is because I've studied dream interpretation. And so I understand the overarching symbolisms of what water means in a dream, what drowning means in a dream. So these are all available out there. And I recommend that you get into the overarching symbolism of dreams so that it could help you interpret that. And the best way to do that is usually by following books within the Freudian or Jungian psychology family. Okay. So Freud and his, uh, and his student Carl Jung were very good at dream interpretations. It was a significant part of their work, especially Carl Jung really gave a lot of importance to, to dream symbolism. Okay. And so I recommend going into their work. Uh, you'll see a couple of, a couple of their books. There's one book here by Freud and one book by Jung uh, that goes into, to dream interpretation and the symbolism of dreams. I'm going to leave links to those two books in the description of this video in case you want to go into those books, but, but staying in the family of, of Freudian and Jungian psychology is a great way for you to learn how to interpret dreams from a general symbolic way. The more that you know these overarching symbols of a dream, then the easier it is for you to interpret them when you have them. Ground rule number four is to interpret for yourself. (laughs) So this may feel a little confusing because literally the ground rule number three was to read some books and get some general understanding of the interpretation of dreams through symbolism. So it may be a little bit weird that my next ground rule is interpret for yourself. But the reason that I'm saying this is because you've got to remember to rely on your own inner guidance, because here's the ding ding, (laughs) because Sometimes a symbol for you can be different from a symbol for me. So your dreams may speak to you slightly differently than mine, than mine speak to me. Okay. So for example, you may have a dream, uh, that you're swimming in the ocean and it may not mean that it's your emotional state. It may mean something different. Okay. So this is the caveat here. This is where you have to learn how to use available information out there, but also use your, your beautiful beautiful biotechnology, (laughs) which is your intuition, your heart, your inner knowing, so that you learn to interpret for yourself because your dreams may, may vary slightly in their symbolism from what's available out there in terms of information. All right. So what I recommend for clients uh, in doing this work is Sure. You read the information on the general, on the general symbolism, but then you start to make your own dream interpretation book. <laughs> I love this. I use this as an exercise with my clients all the time. And and the reason that I'm doing that is for them not to rely too heavily on external information to inform them about what's going on within them. You've got to remember, this is one of the core of the core things of spirituality. And I keep repeating this until I'm blue in the face all the time, but I'm going to keep doing it because it's important. Spirituality is a path of personal experience, meaning that when you are really on the spiritual path, you learn through your experience and you prize your experience and your inner knowing above anything else. Okay. It doesn't mean that you don't listen to anything out here anymore, or that you don't learn from out here anymore. That doesn't mean that. But it means that you do learn from outside, but then you match your outer learning from the inner information that you have within your heart and within your intuition. Okay? So. A dream interpretation book is a great tool that I use with clients and I, I start to say to them, okay, now that you know the symbolism, the general symbolism of dreams, cause you've been reading books on dream interpretation. Now you're going to start your own interpret dream interpretation book. So you're going to start to write down the themes that you see in your dreams, how you feel during those symbols, what you really intuitively believe that symbol is trying to say to you. So for example, going back to the water ocean thing. You can write in your dream interpretation. You could read about it in dream interpretation and and the dream interpretation can say, if you're, if you dream of being in the ocean, that's your subconscious mind or your emotional state. And you could read that and something's off about it. You know, just doesn't feel right for you. Ding, ding. (laughs) Remember feeling, feeling is a telltale sign of intuition. So if you're reading something in dream interpretation and that symbol doesn't, It doesn't click with you. There's something about it. No, actually when I dream of an ocean, it doesn't mean my emotions. It means something else. This is what I feel it means. Write it down. Okay. And give more importance to what an ocean means in your dream than what you read in books. okay? So this is where this exercise comes in. This is, this is very key to dream interpretation because you have to understand that yes, there are archetypes, there are general symbolisms, but at the end of the day, we each have our own symbology and we each have our own way of interpreting dreams and the way that our guides and our soul speaks to us in a very unique way. And so we have to learn that language for ourselves. Okay. So, so remember, yes, use external information to help you, but also don't, don't negate your internal knowing about your own dream interpretations, right? And this needs to be developed and It's easily developed with this, with this dream and with your own dream interpretation book. Okay. Now the, the pro tip here, here, ding, ding pro tip, the pro tip here, and you've heard me say this word more than once while I was talking about this ground rule, the pro tip here has to do with intuition, the more trained and developed my intuition is the more easily i can interpret my own dreams <laughs> okay so the the pro tip here is i'm going to leave you a video on intuition that i did recently I'm going to leave links to that in the description and you'll see the link pop up later on in the video. So go deeper in intuition. If you want to learn how to interpret dreams properly, all right? So watch that video after watching this one. But if you get better at your, at understanding your intuition, you're going to automatically get better at understanding your dreams. Ground rule number five is to feel your way. (laughs) I already talked a little bit about this, but I want to go deeper because this is absolutely crucial in the interpretation of dreams. A lot of times what happens is people get stuck on the imagery of the dream. Because again, we are, we live in cultures and we're templated to give more importance to the mind and to imagery and to visualization and to all that stuff. We give more importance to the mind than we do to the heart and to feeling. All right. So sometimes people go insane because they want to interpret the dream just based on the imagery but ding, ding pro tip here. (laughs) The most important part of a dream is not what you see. It's how you feel during the dream. This is the most important part of dream interpretation. Never lose sight of this. It's not what you see. It's how you feel during the dream. So I'll give you an example of this. Okay. So let's say you dream of a really ugly, horrible looking demon and the demon is right in front of you and they want to kill you and they want to harm you. And you have this demon in front of you, the ugliest thing you can ever think of, right? But you're standing in front of the demon and you're just looking at him. And you don't feel fear at all. (laughs) You don't feel fear at all. Pay attention to your emotional state. This horrible demon is in front of me, but I'm not afraid. Okay. What's more important in this dream? Is it the details of how ugly the demon is, or is it how you feel? It's how you feel. Okay. So the interpretation of this dream, the importance of it is there's something ugly standing in front of you, but you're not afraid. So when, if you were just to interpret the imagery of the dream, you would say this was a nightmare. It's horrible. It was just such an ugly demon, but really this is a positive dream. Can you see it's a positive dream because I have this ugly demon in front of me, but I'm not afraid of it. That is a positive dream. It means I'm standing in my power. It means I'm not afraid of these demons and the again, demons can symbolize a bunch of different things. I'm not going to go into that because that's your homework, but there's this horrible, ugly thing in front of me and I'm not afraid of it. This is a really positive dream, even though by the imagery of it, it could look like a nightmare. Okay. so. Go with how you feel, write down in detail how you feel during the dream and make sure to give more importance to your feelings during the dream than to the imagery itself. Ground rule number six is to follow through. (laughs) This is one of the places in which people get stuck a lot. Um, I'm going to get into, I'm going to get into the types of dreams just in a little bit, but there are some dreams that you're going to learn later on in this video. There are some dreams that are dreams that come in for guidance. And so if they come in for guidance, then you're going to want to follow through with some sort of action, (laughs) right? Because what's the purpose of your guides or your soul coming in to give you guidance and tips and advice on how to move forward, but then you don't take action. How is that going to help you? And so there are some dreams where following through with action is of utmost importance. And if you don't do it, your dreams are either just going to keep, you know, you're going to keep repeating the same dream over and over again, or you're just going to feel stuck in life because your dream is coming through as major guidance for you. And you're not listening and following through with action. So one of the key um key tips and key ground rules this last ground rule here is to follow through with action on certain types of dreams and we're going to go into that right now okay but don't be afraid to follow through with action when you feel that the dream is guiding you to take action that's crucial don't just have a dream and then wake up and be like Oh, I'm, I'm going to totally forget what, what I just dreamt and I'm going to go about my life. Okay. And this usually happens. We usually tend to want to do this when the dream is giving us guidance to do things that are hard that we may not want to do that. we may be scared to do. Okay. So it's understandable, have compassion for yourself. But at the end of the day, when you know you are receiving guidance, a guidance type of dream, when you know you're receiving it, follow through with action, even if it's just one little step at a time, okay, because it'll help you get on your soul path more quickly and follow the guidance and the advice of your dreams more quickly. Now to part two of the video, the types of dreams and how to work with them. (laughs) So in my experience I've come across and I work mostly with six primary types of dreams And so I'm going to talk about those. I'm not saying that these are the only types of dreams that are out there. I'm just giving you these types of these six types of dreams because they're the most common that I work with. And they're the ones that you need to understand most. Okay. So six primary types of dreams. And then I'm going to share with you, you know, how to work with each one, each one of these types. The first major type of dream is what I call garbage pit dreams. So garbage pit dreams, uh, I'm putting them here first because they're probably the most common type of dream that we have. Garbage pit dreams are just, it's literally your brain just rehashing and, and going through all of the things that it's, that it's, that it interpreted and it went through throughout the day. Okay. So garbage pit dreams is literally just a vomiting of recent thoughts and recent information that entered your brain. Okay. It's probably the most common type of dream that we have. We have most often. And so this type of dream, I want to get out of the way because this is an important one because then you won't drive yourself crazy trying to interpret these dreams because there's no way to interpret them. All right. They don't make any sense. Okay. So there are two ways for you to spot a garbage pit dream right away and very easily. The first way is that it has no meaning. Really? The dream is just, it has no meaning. No storyline It's just, 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 just garbage. Basically it is literally garbage and you can feel it. Okay. So that's one way. The second way to catch a garbage pit dream real quick is because the imagery of the dream, the dream will have images of things that you went through recently, okay? So I'll give you an example. Has this ever happened to you, where you watch a uh, you watch a horror movie, or you watch a movie? It doesn't matter. You watch a movie, you're drinking, you're eating some popcorn, you watch a movie, and then you go to bed right after, <laughs> and then you have a dream of what? So you're watching a movie, and it's about monsters, and what are you gonna dream of? Monsters chasing you, and all these different things. But you see, you're having that dream because you watched a movie. Okay. So this is garbage pit dreams. This is the second way to catch it is that the images that you see in the dreams are just something that you either watched a movie recently or something you went through throughout the day. And so that's how you catch that your brain is just rehashing and vomiting up, you know, all these things. So what to do with a garbage pit dream, you do nothing. You do absolutely nothing because there's no meaning to it. It's literally just your brain turning in on itself, vomiting up different contents and doing its thing. It's just, it's just garbage. So there's what to do with this dream. Absolutely nothing. Okay. Just let it go. You don't even have to write it down. You'll know you'll get used to knowing when it's a garbage pit dream and you won't even write it down because there's no purpose of writing it down because it's not a meaningful dream. So you just go about your day and you just leave it at that. Okay. So there's nothing to do when it comes to garbage pit dreams. The second major type of dreams are healing dreams. Okay. These are super important and they have a lot of meaning in your life. Okay. So healing dreams, this is when your unconscious mind brings up in your dream state. It brings up things that are repressed and that need healing in you and that you are unaware of in your regular waking hours. Okay. So this is, this is a really important dream. Do not let this one go. Because if you let this one go, you're going to be foregoing opportunities to heal yourself very quickly, okay? So I'll give you an example of a healing dream. Let's say that you're, you're dreaming that you're running away from something. Something's chasing you. Maybe you don't even know what the heck is chasing you, but you're running through the woods in the darkness and you're just running, running, and you're in a state of panic. You're running away. You're afraid for your life. Okay. There's a, there's a dream. All right. So you wake up, you write this down, you write down how you feel. So how do you feel? Oh my God, I was panicked. I thought something was going to kill me. I, I was just, I was just running away and running away. That's how I felt. I felt panicked. Okay. So you write down the imagery, you write down the feelings that you had during that dream. And now you start to understand what that dream was trying to show you. What was my subconscious mind bringing up for me to see and understand? Well, I was running away from something. I didn't even know what the hell I was running away from. So, so point one, it, this dream was showing me that I felt powerless, right? Because if I'm not afraid of something like the example that I gave a little while ago of you standing in front of a demon and the demons, this ugly, horrible thing that says he's going to kill you, but you just stand in front of him and you're not afraid. Well, why why is it that in this dream you're running away and you don't even know what you're running away from, okay? So what your subconscious mind is trying to say to you is that you feel powerless in your life. That's why you keep running away. The whole dream was just you running away, running away, running away from God knows what you feel powerless. You feel a lot of fear in your life. You don't feel like you can create the life of your dreams because you're just constantly running away from boogeyman or from things that you're afraid of. Okay. So here's just a, uh, this is just a little bit of an interpretation of, of that dream. You see? So then you write that down. Okay. Wow. I felt powerless in the dream. I was just constantly running away. I, I didn't stand my ground. I didn't stop and turn around and say, Hey, I'm not moving from here. I'm not afraid of you. You see? So what is that showing? Well, powerlessness, what is that third chakra issue? It's my personal power. So there's a weakness in the third chakra. I'm running away a lot. I don't feel secure. I don't feel safe. What's that? first chakra issue, (laughs) because the first chakra is the, is the chakra of safety and survival and security, you see? So this is, this is one way for you to go from the dream interpretation into the actual healing that, that it was asking of you. So then to heal, you would go into first chakra stuff. You'd work on first chakra, then third chakra. You see, so this is just a common little example of what to do with, with healing dreams. Okay. And how healing dreams sometimes present themselves to you. You will feel when it's a healing dream. And again, I keep repeating this, but it's so important. I'm giving you a lot of information on how to, how to interpret your dreams. But at the end of the day, a lot of the differences between these six types of dreams that I'm sharing with you, a lot of times the difference between them, you'll know the difference by a feeling, a feeling healing a sensation that you have in your body. So I can't explain to you what that sensation is. You have to feel it for yourself. So I'm giving you this information, but then you're going to have to work on it through feeling. Okay. And, and gain experience in that. All right. So what do you do with the healing dream? Exactly what I just said. You look at the symbolism, you look at how you were feeling, and then you, you associate those feelings, those emotions and that imagery with different energy levels, uh, in your body is a great way for you to heal. Okay. Uh, and this is just this type of, this type of, of dream, this dream that I just talked to you about. If for example, you have a dream of a deceased, uh, departed person, maybe, maybe a parent that you had a horrible argument with, and you were never able to have a conversation on forgiveness or whatever. And you keep having this dream with that person where you're not forgiving them, where you're screaming at them or whatever I'm I'm making these things up just to give you a different variety of healing dreams so that you can see. So if you have this dream that you're screaming at a loved one and you're not forgiving them, when you wake up, what do you think that dream is saying to you? There's still healing work to do with this person. Even if they're departed, if even if they've departed their body, you can still do the healing work because a person doesn't need to be in a body to do healing work. Okay? So this is another example of a different healing dream that can show up. The bottom line is when a healing dream shows up, please follow through with actual healing. Don't just ignore it and move on because your subconscious mind will be like, Oh my God, I'm trying to tell this person to, to heal this, to address this. And they're not listening to me, okay? So when you do decipher a healing dream, please do the work afterwards to actually heal the issue that the dream is bringing up for you. The third type of dream is a guidance dream, okay? So in this type of dream, what's happening is your soul, maybe your angels, maybe some spirit guides, uh, maybe the universe, there are different aspects of your spiritual self that may come through to give you guidance on, on next steps on what step you should take next, what decision you should make. Okay. This is another really important type of dream, this guidance dream. So it's a little bit different from the healing dream in the sense that you're not being asked to heal anything. You're being asked. You're being shown what steps to take next. Okay, so this is called a guidance dream. Again, just like I'm going to keep repeating myself, you're going to have to feel when it's a guidance dream. You're going to have to learn how to feel the difference between these these all of these different types of dreams. So, what do you do when you receive a guidance dream? So, uh, let me give you an example before I, I tell you what to do. Let me give you an example uh, because I've been giving examples of of different types of dreams. So, in a guidance dream, let's say you are sitting on a beach and you're just hanging out and then suddenly from across the beach this beautiful being that looks like an angel they're just fit this just light being comes to you and sits next to you and talks to you and you have a conversation, you literally have a conversation with that being sometimes in these guidance dreams. Sometimes the conversation can be very clear and very easy to decipher. Okay. So sometimes in guidance dreams, you can actually take them more literally than I, then I recommended early on when I was talking about the ground rules for the, I remember when I was talking about the ground rules for the dreams and I said, don't interpret them literally, except sometimes <laughs> this could be one of those times where you literally, uh, this beautiful being comes to you. They sit next to you in your dream and you have a conversation, literally have a conversation. This is called the guidance dream. And sometimes what what's being said, you can take more literally, but again, you have to feel, you have to feel whether the guide is talking to you in a symbolic way or in a literal way. All right. And so this is an example of what a guidance dream can look like. What do you do with the guidance, with the guidance dream? This is where you follow through. Okay. I talked about that as one of the ground rules earlier in the video. This is where you follow through, or you should follow through. Okay. If you have a guidance dream, my goodness, follow your guidance. (laughs) Don't just sit on your butt and not do anything. Now you don't have to follow your guidance immediately. The next day, when you wake up, you don't have to do it immediately. But keep in the back of your mind that you've just received a guidance dream, write it down and start to think about what the next steps are, what are being asked of you as next steps and what you should do next in your life. All right. So at least start pondering it and moving slowly in the direction of what the guidance is showing you. All right. So this is the, this is the guidance dream. Dream type number four is prescient dreams. Okay. Prescient dreams are dreams that you have that. Uh, that seem to foretell uh, a possible future. Okay. And so this is literally your consciousness tapping into a possible future timeline. All right. Now I'm going to emphasize a word here, ding, ding, the operating word here is possible. Okay. And the reason I'm saying that is because the future is never set in stone and it relies a lot on the actions that you're taking in the present moment. Your future is very dependent on the present moment. So a lot of times we think the future is set in stone. No, it's not. It's a lot more flexible than you think it is. And it relies heavily on what you're doing in the present moment. All right. So prescient dreams are when you is when your consciousness is tapping into a possible future timeline, it doesn't mean that it's going to happen. Again exactly as you're dreaming. Some people that have prescient dreams, there are some people that actually have the gift of having prescient dreams, prescient dreams as one of their spiritual gifts. Okay. That's really not my thing. I don't usually have prescient dreams, but for some people, this is a gift that they have that helps them. It's a part of their mission in the same way that I'm a healer. Okay. So prescient, there are some people that have prescient dreams, uh, as a way to foretell the future so that then they bring that information or they foretell a possible future again, possible And then they write that information. They bring that information down into everyday life to help us down here, kind of navigate, you know, whether we're going in the right way or the wrong way. All right. So some people do have prescient dreams as a part of their spiritual gifts for the majority of us. When we do have a prescient dream, it's not because we're seeing something that will happen. Usually a prescient dream comes in when we need to course correct our lives. Okay. That, that, that's when prescient dreams will show up for the majority of us. All right. So that's a prescient dream. Now, what to do with a prescient dream. Okay. So when a prescient dream shows up and again, I'm going to say it again, how do I know it's a prescient dream feeling, 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 okay, operating word. So, when I have a prescient dream, since the majority of us, and I'm not going to talk about the people that have prescient dreams as their gifts, okay? Because that's a totally different, they use it for different reasons, okay? I'm talking to regular people like you and I, so I'm helping you understand how to use prescient dreams in your own life, okay? So for the majority of us, how do we use prescient dreams Uh, because prescient dreams are showing up to course, correct. That's usually why they show up. Then if I need to course correct, I'm going to course correct. Okay. So that's what I do. So I'll give you an example uh, of, of this dream to help you understand. So I had a client recently who came to me and he was freaking freaking out. Okay. He he told me the story of how he had basically had a dream where he had, he could see the dream in detail. He was driving down the road. He was drunk because he was an alcoholic and he was drunk and he literally crashed into a tree and he died and he was having this recurring dream, recurring dream. And he came to me and he was really panicked because he could feel, you see, he could feel that this was true and he was freaking out because he thought he was going to die. And so we worked through the dream interpretation. And when we came to understand was that, this was a prescient dream, but it really relieved him in understanding that the prescient dream wasn't that this was going to happen. It was a warning call to course. Correct. Okay. As soon as he learned how to work with that dream, he stopped drinking immediately. <laughs> you see, he stopped drinking immediately. And when he stopped drinking his whole life transformed and. He didn't die in a car accident, drug driving down the road. Okay. So this the point that I'm making with this prescient dream is that he course corrected. You see the prescient dream was presenting as a way for his consciousness to tap into a possible future. If he would have continued to drink and be an alcoholic and continue to do what he was doing in his life the moment that he woke up to the symbolism of the dream and he said, okay, not doing this anymore. He changed his future. Okay. So that's what a prescient dream is for. The fifth type of dream is astral projection dreams. Okay. These are common. Basically, you know, uh, your soul projects out of your body during the dream state uh, pretty much every night. You just don't remember it, <laughs> but with astral projection dreams, what these are is when you actually dream, you remember your soul lets you see some of the traveling that your soul does. Okay. So it allows you to remember that these are astral projection dreams. Now these astral projection dreams, they show up sometimes it's usually when your soul wants you to consciously remember and see where, what the work that the soul is doing in projecting itself during sleep time. Okay. But the soul can also want you to see this astral projection dream as a way to showing you that you're receiving an upgrade in the night, uh, while you're sleeping. Okay. So astral projection dreams, sometimes they don't make a lot of sense, but they're not garbage pit dreams. Okay. So even though sometimes they don't make a lot of sense because they can have imagery where you're like flying in the stars or you're flying in the middle of nowhere, literally. So astral projection dreams can sometimes be very galactic or very filled with stars and all kinds of things. All right. And so sometimes it could feel like it doesn't have a lot of meaning, but it feels differently than the garbage pit dreams. It's not the same. Okay. There's a different feeling to it and you will, again, you will feel the difference. You'll, you'll learn how to work with these dreams. So what do you do with an astral projection dream? Well, it depends if you, if you feel like during the dream, your soul was trying to show you something, then again, you follow through with action. You know, maybe my, my, my soul wanted me to know this, or my soul wanted me to know that. Okay. Write it down, follow through. If you feel like you need to follow through, if there was any guidance involved in that astral projection or your soul may just want you to be conscious that you're receiving an energy upgrade. All right. And I've talked about this before I talked about it in my synchronicity video. So I did a video on synchronicity. You'll see a link to that video pop up, uh, uh, at the end of this one, if you want to go into synchronicities and I, in that video about synchronicities, I talked about how. Um, it's important for us. Sometimes some of the synchronicities that we receive are actually energy upgrades. And then when we receive those energy upgrades, one of the most important things for us to do is to just re be conscious that we have received an energy upgrade and accept it. Okay. So if you feel like you had an astral projection dream and in that astral projection dream, your soul was simply showing you that you were, that it was giving you an energy upgrade. Then when you wake up, you just say, thank you for the upgrade. I accept it. Okay. Because that free will, that knowing, knowing acceptance of something, that conscious awareness of something makes the upgrade go faster. Okay. So this is what you do with astral projection dreams. The sixth type of dream is collective dreams. Okay. So collective dreams occur when I'm tapping in to the collective consciousness. Okay. And what you have to remember about collective consciousness is that we, we basically have this kind of, of super brain above our little brains. Okay. So there's this collective super brain where all of our thoughts go, all of us, all 7 billion people on this planet. Who have separate brains, all of our thoughts, they are energy and energy can never be destroyed. So what happens to our thoughts is they sort of float into this collective consciousness. That's what's called collective consciousness. All right. During collective dreams, what's happening is I'm tapping into that collective consciousness and into the contents of the collective consciousness. Now, depending on what collective consciousness I tap into, it's going to determine how I feel. Okay. Collective consciousness dreams sometimes don't make a lot of sense, or sometimes they feel really yucky. Because if I'm tapping into collective consciousness where people are feeling fear, like for example, imagine having a collective consciousness dream right now in the middle of a pandemic, when people are feeling afraid, they're losing their jobs, they're stressed out. So the, the contents of the collective consciousness are really fear-based right now. So if you have a dream and you tap into collective consciousness, you can start to feel all this yuckiness that's present in the collective consciousness, especially when we're going through a crisis on the planet. All right. So collective consciousness dreams, they may not make a lot of sense, except that you feel gross when you wake up, if you're tapping in to the density of the collective consciousness. Okay. So these are collective consciousness dreams. You can feel, um, you can feel drained or you can feel invigorated again, depending on what you tap into in that collective there's collective consciousness. There are positive parts of the collective consciousness too, which is love and compassion. It's just that sometimes the denser emotions overtake the collective consciousness. And so that's what you can tap into more often. So. When you wake up, what do you do with the collective consciousness dream? Well, it depends if you tap into the good parts of collective consciousness and you're just tapping into love and, and unity consciousness and, and all of those good feeling things, there's nothing for you to do. You wake up and you go about your day, but here's the ding ding. If you've had, if you have a collective consciousness dream and you wake up and you feel drained and gross and afraid, and, and you can sense, you can feel this was a collective consciousness dream. Again, you can feel it when you wake up, then what you're going to do is you're going to do an energy clearing routine where you're just going to clear the energy of the collective that you've been tapped into. uh, tapped into during the night. All right. You clear that energy from you so that you could reset your energy and come into more peace and harmony and just kind of wash away the yuckiness of the collective consciousness that you tapped into. All right. So this is how you work with collective dreams. All right, beautiful soul. Now I want to hear from you Leave in the comments below what type of dream out of all of these that I've been talking about, what type of dreams have you been having recently? Let me know in the comments below click here to subscribe to my YouTube channel or head over to my website to download my popular guided meditations. And don't forget this video here on intuition. The more trained your intuition is the easier it'll be for you to interpret your dreams. All right, beautiful soul. I love you. I'm out.